Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we are talking about our Disney bucket list items. Oh, man. Not that we plan on kicking the bucket anytime soon. Uh, yeah. But these... <laughs> These are our Disney bucket list items. That just got dark real fast. It did. I'm sorry. You know what? I d- pretend I didn't say that. I did not mean to to take us into a dark place. This is a happy podcast. So we're talking about all the fun stuff we're, we we would love to do um, at a Disney park, adventures by Disney, anything kind of Disney related. Anything under the Disney umbrella. Whatever you can dream. We're going to talk about. If you can dream it, it, you can do you it. You can do it exactly. I love it. I love it. And we also had a few listener questions this week we want to touch on. So we got a question from Ben over on Instagram, and he asked about what are some of our favorite Disney books to read. Now, I will say we don't necessarily read a lot of like books. Like I know there's like the Descendants series and like there's all that sort of stuff. Like Star Wars has a lot of like books and things that fill in a lot of the shows. We've I, not read a ton of those. I will. I can say what I just ordered because I yeah, did. Yeah, so done a couple. Yeah. yeah, I just. So I know I read Cinder years back. I think I read Cinder, which is I think like a um, a book about like Cinderella from her perspective. Like those are pretty. Those are pretty cool stories. But I did just order the Ahsoka book by E. K. Johnston, and I also ordered the book called. Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. And that one is a, a lot about Ventress. So those are two characters that I find very interesting. And I they had some pretty good reviews. I've definitely read more like the biography. So I've not read any like the, the Star Wars books or anything like that. So some of the ones I would definitely recommend, though, that I have read. Uh, Walt Disney's biography by Neil Gabler is definitely a great read. It's a big book. Um, goes into a lot of detail, but it's a great story a great history of Walt's life. Bob Iger's biography, The Ride of a Lifetime, I thought was also really interesting too. I also think it's really <laughs> interesting that now that he's back because it, you know some of the stuff he talks about um, and then you know, thinking that he was going into retirement now that he's back, I think it's kind of um, you know cool to see how that plays out. Um, another really great one, and this is biography from Ed Catmull, who's one of the co-founders of Pixar. It's called Creativity Inc., so it's, it's a little bit of a biography, a little bit of a history of Pixar, but it's also a, a look into the process of how Pixar views creativity and how they make their movies and stories. And it's a really interesting read for anybody who wants to do anything creative. And just, you know, mm-hmm. Pixar is very successful, but it, it goes into a lot about how there's a lot of failures that lead up to that success, which I think a lot of people, you just think, oh, Pixar, they just crank out winners all the time, not realizing that even creative people, even successful people kind of have setbacks. So I think that's a really good one. Um, and then Kevin, Kevin Rafferty, who's a former Imagineer, he has a biography called Magic Journey about his history with the company. Uh, and that's a really great one as well. Um, and then we also got a question from Zach, uh, and Zach writes, what do you think the next original ride to be made into a movie will be? I think probably it's going to be Tower of Terror, just because I know they've been working on that one. So mm-hmm. that one seems to be like the most likely. But I would want the Enchanted Tiki Room. I Me think there's, too. I think there's a great story with those four birds and how they got together, how they became enchanted. And it's, it is an animated film. Yeah. It is not live action. It's an animated movie that they make so they go in a completely different route and do something different. I think that, yep, that was what I was going to say too. Enchanted yeah. Tiki Room. So that's what I want. That's what I want. I'm thinking it's probably going to be Tower of Terror just because I know that one's kind of been in development. 
but I think Enchanted Tiki Room would be great. All right, so thanks for those questions. If any of our other listeners are interested in sending us a question for the show, have a number of ways you can do it uh, on Instagram. We're at Enchanted Ears Podcast over there. If you listen on Spotify, you can actually um, just ask a question directly through Spotify and we'll get that. Um, or you can head over to our website, EnchantedEars.com slash podcast question. And then one piece of Disney news I did want to mention is that Disney announced the refurbishment to the Disneyland Hotel over in Disneyland Paris will be reopening January 25th, 2024. And for those of you that might not be familiar, this is the retheme of the hotel. It's going to be based on Disney princesses. So it's going to be inspired by Frozen and Moana, the Little Mermaid, Rye and the Last Dragon, Tangled. Um, and it looks absolutely phenomenal. Disney released photos of this and it is just night and day what they're doing to this hotel versus like the hotels they're they're doing at Walt Disney World lately. I mean, just incredibly themed, incredibly detailed. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, it looks like a place you'd really want to stay. It's not one of those ones where you can kind of walk into the hotel room and you think you're a Marriott. I'm really jealous also of the kids club. Yeah, they have a royal uh, kids club experience, and this is set to look like a magical library. Unfortunately, it's only for ages uh, three to seven, though, Angela. You can't go. So what kind of makeup cosplay do you think that I'd have to rock to be able to get into this place? I mean, they should let adults go check this out because it looks great because we were looking at this. And you're like, oh, is there a library there? And I was like, oh, that's the kids club. I mean, it, it looks absolutely phenomenal. I will say the thing about Disneyland Paris, they have a few hotels over there, but they're all like five star hotels. And we stayed at the Art of Marvel Hotel over there, yeah. which was incredibly well themed, incredibly well done. So the Disneyland Hotel over there is a similar thing. It actually sits across the entrance of the park, but yeah, I mean, just... And it, yeah, they were working on it when we were there. Right. They had like scaffolding and they were in the rooms and stuff. You can kind yeah, of see it. And they're it. doing a great job with it. But I mean, I was, yes, I was just are. blown away by the photographs that came out of this because yeah you're right like it, it seems like what disney's doing even at some of their deluxe stuff because this is basically a deluxe level hotel um is kind of getting somewhat generic you know at walt disney world but over in paris this is great I, I would love to go back and stay at this hotel yeah and it almost makes you question why paris is getting this treatment versus like you know disney world and disneyland hotels are a lot more generic looking and it is almost like I don't think that they're as renowned over there. Like, I feel like they're more popular well, that's in I the wonder United if, States. That's so. why I wonder if it's, though, because it's in Europe, there's a different expectation yeah. just in terms of hotels and aesthetic and things like that. So to stand out in Europe, you have to have something like this. Where, yeah, in Walt Disney World, people are going to come no matter what. The hotel's yeah. kind of secondary because there's so much other stuff to do there. Whereas in Disneyland Paris, you only have two parks. Again, Europe is just rich with history and just great architecture that you, you kind of have to step your game up to entice people to even stay there. Right. I, it's, just, it's just interesting because, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm partial and I feel like Walt Disney World, even though Disneyland is the original, that Disney World should be the crown jewel because it is the biggest and the most like involved park. So it, it, it makes me feel a little frustrated because I want to see it get the royal treatment like a lot of the other parks, internationally especially, seem to be. No, definitely. All right, so let's jump into our main topic here, Disney bucket list items. Uh, and I, I threw this out on our Instagram as well for our listeners to say, hey, what's on your Disney bucket list? And I think we got a lot of, of good answers, some of which are ours as well. So we had a couple people say VIP tours. Um, somebody said a fireworks cruise. I didn't realize that's something you could do, but I think that is pretty cool. You can actually rent a boat to go out on the lagoon, either in uh, Epcot or on over by Magic Kingdom 
Kingdom to watch the fireworks. At least see the Cinderella Castle Suite. I think that's going to be uh, one on mine as well. Watch the fireworks from the top of the Contemporary. I think that's, that's another good one. Great idea. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that. And then you know, international parks. So Disneyland, Shanghai, Disneyland, Paris. And of course, Disneyland. So yeah, I think all really great picks uh, on the Disney bucket list. So Angela, what are some of your items uh, that you'd start off with for your Disney bucket list? Okay, so I think I would like to start small things that are very like little, not that expensive. So I would like to go to do the Hoopty Doo review. This is something that I didn't really know existed. I know it's a it's a dinner show, and it is something that was never really on my radar until I had a friend who was new to Disney go and do it. And it just sounds like a good time. Like there's um, a lot of interactivity with the audience. And so it just sounds like it might be something that would be fun to see. Also kind of along those that same vein, we have stayed at the Polynesian, but we have never gone to Trader Sam's. And I would like to order or see somebody order every drink because I know that there are a lot of like fun okay. little things that happen with the drinks. I'm not a big drinker myself, but I still really okay, so love th- this idea. So this is over like a, a period of time. Cause I was going to say you go from, no. we've never gone to Trader Sam's to my bucket list is to go <laughs> there and just order every drink at one time. I mean, that would be kind of fun though. Right? Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like that. I mean, if you, I mean, that would be a, bucket list memorable okay. item. So that's I, I was like, very confused. You, I you like took a leap there and I was just making sure I understood how far of a leap we were taking. You know what? Okay. I'm going to refine this. What if we got a big group Do you want to drink them all or you just want to order them just to see what happens? Just like, no. just bring me okay. one of... Could you imagine walking in? Barkeep. One of, one everything, of everything, please. Yes. Okay. You get a big like group of people you all come in and and everyone commits to like hey we're just can we just have a bunch of extra glasses we're gonna order every drink and then we'll split the like we so we all split the bill and then like we all get to try whatever like the fun drinks are and then you know when we want seconds then the, the thing with the coolest little you thing, just want, like, yeah you want to see, see the show like show you want the whole entertainment i'm pretty sure there's got to be some sort of minimum like I, I can't imagine if you walked in and ordered every drink, they'd be like, we can't do that. You have to pick like two just because that place is so busy and difficult to get into. So that's what I was kind of wondering. I'm like, are you talking about like over a lifetime? Like, hey, we'll go a couple of times. I just want to see all the fun different drinks there. No, you want to walk in and be like, we're getting them all today. Right. And then just, you know, while I'm talking about gluttony, I would also like to go over to Beaches and Cream and order the kitchen sink because I want that whole can of whipped cream. And I will say it is legitimately a whole can. We, a whole can? We uh, Last time we ate there, we ate where we were looking into the kitchen. And I mean, they make kitchen sinks like every five minutes. And they empty a whole can of whipped cream in there. They There does not false advertising there. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome though. Because the one the woman that was making them were was order Like there were two at the same time. And she was just standing there just pressing the whole thing. And just like going around the, the top. And you could just see like her. She was like probably getting carpal tunnel from just holding them like that. <laughs> it is amazing how many of those they sell. I mean, it, it really is every couple minutes. Every five or so minutes. They're making one of those. Right. I mean, it, it it's amazing. I, I don't know if there's any other dessert that is that kind of famous. So I, I think to your point, going like the Trader Sam's kind of idea where the kitchen sink, it's it's more about like the performance of it than 
actually getting it to to eat it because again i mean it's a lot of ice cream it's all the toppings i mean if you have a big group of people sure but the lights dim that kind of siren goes they the the wait staff announces hey these people are going to eat the whole thing everybody does a whole oh, can yeah, you know whipped yeah. cream kind of same thing with trader sam's like you're saying like some of the drinks have special things like we talked about there's the the tiki got animatronic that lights up if you order that one there there's kind of call and responses and so it's it's more about that it's experiential yeah, than than actually you know getting the ice cream or something so yeah, there's very few places like that in disney um and i'm surprised they don't try to do more of that like they always it do- is very popular yeah. so you think that they try to replicate that yeah. and then spread the crowd a little bit like, and like, it draws people yeah like they always do these specialty desserts and they, you know, they, yeah. they they do that to kind of get like people excited and like it looks good on Instagram, but they don't have lasting impact. Like you would think more of the restaurants would try to do, you know, a specialty appetizer that something happens if you order or, or you know, something like that, that to kind of get more people excited about that. Because again, I mean, they sell, I don't know how many cans of whipped cream they go through in a day, but it's got to be an insane number over I, there for those I, kitchen sinks. And it would be such an easy way to move product. Like think about if you're if you're at a restaurant that has something that's easy to produce, cheap to produce, you want people to order it, but doesn't get ordered that much. Then you make a whole song and a dance that goes with it. Suddenly it sells so much more and your your profit margins go up. Yeah. I, I imagine one day at, at um, Beaches and Cream, they're like, we have all these extra cans of whipped cream. What are we going to do? And somebody's yeah. like, I have an idea. Yeah. And they're like, hear me out here. We're going to put a whole can of whipped cream in it. And they're like, a whole can? And they're like, exactly. Yep, perfect. So, all right. So a, a couple uh, on mine to kind of start with. You know, um, we had somebody say, you know, visiting Shanghai, visiting Disneyland Paris. We've had the opportunity to, to have gone to Paris and some of the international parks, but have not been to Shanghai. Um, and so definitely Shanghai is on my bucket list. And why Shanghai's on there? I mean, we haven't been to Hong Kong. If I, I don't would, go to Hong Kong, I, I think would I'm tack, okay. Just, just to kind of say, I'm tacking onto you, and I would say I also that's also on my like my list. But I also would like to add Hong Hong Kong to that, just so we can complete the Disney parks. Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, I'm not going to say no to going to Hong Kong, but Shanghai is definitely the one on my bucket list because they have such advanced attractions yeah like the the pirates of the caribbean battle for sunken treasure uh is phenomenal looking you know we have tron and magic kingdom now but that's the original tron i think that'd be amazing to see they have the biggest castle the storybook castle which is like a combination of all of them so for those reasons like shanghai is higher on my list on your bucket list on my bucket list so i definitely would like to visit shanghai that that's the park um, that's on my bucket list there that that I would like to get to. Um, an- another one is to eat at Club Thirty Three. I don't Second. think I don't think we had anybody mention you know yeah Club Thirty Three, but I think that's kind of on a lot of people's Disney's bucket list is yeah. not even eat there, but even just go in and see it. I mean, I would kind of settle for that. Hey, just let me go and you know eat at the lounge or something like that. But just to kind of be in that space, and I- and I'm gonna say the original one at Disneyland. I know Walt Disney World has Club 33s. Not that it wouldn't be cool to eat at those Club 33s. I'll take either one. But there's something about the one that was created at Disneyland, the original park. There, there's a lot of history there, a lot of you know really famous people, people very connected to the Disney park, worked at Club 33, have been members at Club 33. And so I think there'd just be something extra special about being 
at the Club 33 at Disneyland, you know, as opposed to the ones at Walt Disney World, which are obviously newer and kind of just added more recently. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it would be a lot of fun. I actually think I would probably put this as a like a two two for for me. Like I would like to eat at both. I I think that just one, you know, I would be happy with just one. But if I got invited to the other, I would not complain. So just jumping back into my list, another thing that I would like to do, which is simple enough to do, is to create a really convincing, good Disney cosplay and to like use that cosplay and like go to like different cons with it. I think it would be really fun to kind of like assume the persona of a character. I haven't really done that. I've Disney bounded before. So I think that this would be a fun way of kind of connecting with people, making them smile and maybe making friends along the way too. I think that's a really good one. You know, there's, there's levels to kind of Disney fandom. We, we talk about this um, and, and things that, you know, you can go to the parks and, you can completely miss. And, you know, because if you're kind of new to Disney fandom, you're going to miss certain things and, and bounding and, um, you know, dapper days, things like that. Like you can miss all that. You're not going to know that that person is bounding as Ariel or as genie or somebody like that. But as you kind of get in those levels and you start to see that, then you start to actually do that yourself. There's a lot of fun in that. So I could see this of, yeah, like, doing cosplays, going to conventions like the D23 convention and just kind of being there in that kind of fandom and camaraderie with other people who enjoy who, similar who, things. Yeah, who are doing, are doing similar and, things and, and kind of seeing your spin on certain characters and stuff, I think would be a lot of fun. And it is, and you know, kind of going back to what you were saying, is like there are kind of sometimes levels. And the only reason why I know about this is because we have a friend that we met on the Halcyon who does this and goes to cons and things. And we've learned from them that they you know this is something that you can do and it's like it's a really fun thing that you can do so i i think that again sometimes one thing leads to another and then you you learn oh well this is something that i'd also be interested in doing yeah so i think this is a, would be a really fun thing to do you know, it's even more fun than that is being an imagineer for a day <laughs> because that's on my bucket list and this these are definitely so i I've noticed so Some far of yours, you're reaching. I go very aspirational on these. Like you've you've definitely kept yours where I think yours are all doable so far. And I started off pretty doable. Hey, visit Shanghai Disneyland. That's that's possible. I think Cl- Club 33 is possible. It's not out of the realm of possibility. But then I, I'm starting to take some. Then leaps you go here. off the rails a little. Yeah, bit. Uh, the rest of mine are all like pretty intense. I think the only other one that's possible is to see the inside of the Cinderella Castle Suite. So that that was one that that's, we that's we, pretty hard though. Yeah, but again, it's at least possible. People actually do that. Like you can, they they've taken people on. You know, media people have been invited to see the suite. Maybe not necessarily stay over. I don't need to stay over, but at least just see inside of it for myself. I know you can go online and see it, but like actually see it for myself. But like media have done that. They've done like giveaway winners. So again, there's a possibility around that. Um we we had somebody on Instagram say that as well. So I think that's one of mine. But yeah, now this is where I start like just going purely aspirational. So being an imagineer for at least a day, I think that would be phenomenal. Kind of in conjunction with that, maybe if I can't be an imagineer for a day, is doing the studio and imagineering tour. Now this one is kind of doable because they have this as an adventures by Disney, where if you do like the the California one, they do take you to Walt Disney Studios. They do take you to Imagineering to do a tour. So I would I would love to do that. But yeah, I'd, I'd even step it up. Let me be an imagineer. Let me blue sky some stuff. I could come up 
with some ideas that Disney could just throw out there and say, hey, maybe we're think some guy said we're thinking about this. And you know, I could do some concept art on that. Um, but I think that would be a lot of fun um, to do that. I don't know who wouldn't want to be an Imagineer. I think that'd be a blast. Yeah, it would be a fun job. And speaking of adventures, there are several adventures by Disney that I would like to do. Uh, so here are two of them that are really like at the top of my list. The one is the Italy and Switzerland adventure adventure by Disney. So you do Northern Italy and then Switzerland. You get to go where Anakin and Padme got yeah, married. Yes, so it's like the first place you go is Lake Combo, uh, Cuomo. And this is yeah where they had their as they say, clandestine marriage. I was like, saying, I mean, they sell that's a selling point it on this is Adventures a selling, by it Disney is, a is that point. you get to go where in Attack of the Clones they got married. Right. And they do like a riverboat, uh, like a boat cruise on there. On the lake. On the, yeah. On the lake. Yeah, so it. it's, it's, I mean, really it does cool. look beautiful. I mean, yeah. it definitely is a cool place to go. And the fact that that's where they shot that scene. I mean, people love going to places where they film movies. Yeah. And it looks beautiful. And it's Disney, so I mean, it ties in perfectly. And Anakin Skywalker is It's a good selling amazing. point, I love yeah. Him. Okay. And then um, you get to do an Italian cooking class. You do a cheese fondue lunch. There's zip lining and ropes courses. So you're in Italy for a couple of days, and most of it seems like you're in uh, Switzerland. You get to ride a train up the mountain to get a great view of the Matterhorn. You get to learn about Swiss chocolate. You go into a like you go around and view a, a glacier. You do snow tubing. You walk Europe's highest suspension bridge, which would be horrifying you would do that i would do it though it would be so, i think it was like 1600 feet or something it was pretty it was, That's it was pretty, pretty terrifying yeah and then the last uh, the last thing that i like kind of caught my fancy was that you go into a glacier cave and this was um not something that was like ever on my radar but i just watched a show on disney plus who I, I can't remember what it was called but the one guy he's like an adventure guy and he went into a he went into a glacier cave and I didn't realize like the intense blue, which makes sense. Like we've been to glacial lakes before. So going into a cave of that frozen water, it's just so deeply blue. So I, I would like to do that. I think okay. it would be fun. So then what's your other adventures by Disney? Cause you kind of sold me on that one. I mean, you made it sound really good. Yeah. I don't know if you're an adventures by Disney salesperson, but you're doing a nice job. So <laughs> yeah, what's your other one? Commission. I mean, yeah, that would be great. They're expensive. Just a free one. Yeah. Just get a free hey, adventure. Yeah. Give me, give me a free adventure. That'd be great too. Um, my other one that is super high up on my list is the South Africa one. So that is just in general in my life, um, not just Disney. I want to go to Africa. I want to go on safari and, and get to see some of the animals in their natural habitats, but get to go to Tabletop Mountain. Is Kilimanjaro safari not good enough for you anymore? <laughs> Um, I would like to see them, you know, like out roaming. They roam. They're out and roaming at Kilimanjaro Safaris. No, I, I mean, that is that is crazy. You know, if, if you do think about it, Kilimanjaro Safaris, they do have like free roaming animals. I mean, I do think you, we've yeah. been on that so much. I think you do get a little bit like jaded of like, oh, we're going on Kilimanjaro Safaris again. But it is pretty amazing that Disney really cool. built that and did replicate a savanna. Now, obviously... It's going not the to same. Africa. It's 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 not the same, but I mean, I, I think yes. it, it is pretty incredible how they kept that because I mean, we're so used to zoos, animals just kind of in their enclosure in their house. Like you can't see animals just kind of wandering around like that in somewhat of how they would be in their natural habitat. Right. Yeah. I mean, 
And you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you know, when you go on Kilimanjaro safaris, you're going to see giraffes. You're going to see zebras. Yeah, you're not going to see when like a lion attacking something. Yeah, but you if know? you're on a real safari, you might see all of that, none of that. You might see something way less um, PG. So, yeah, it's just an interesting. I, I just, I really want to do that. You get to like go on the beach in Cape Town where there's penguins. You get to, uh, there's a, there, you get a private tour of a bird sanctuary, which sounds like terrifying. Terrifying. (laughs) So much fun. If you've not listened to this podcast, the bird shows at Animal Kingdom, I don't like these birds (laughs) flying around me that much. So if I'm in a bird sanctuary, that does not sound exciting. Oh, this is so exciting. That was like my favorite, one of my favorite parts again, of it's our not trip my to Australia. List. It's not my bucket list. Yeah, it's yours. It's getting so. to see the cool birds. Um, there's also a monkey sanctuary that you get to to visit. So there's like lemurs. A lot and of gibbons. sanctuaries. Yeah, cool. well, a lot of animals. Yeah, so a lot of yeah. nature-oriented stuff, which is totally up my alley. Then you go to Kruger National Park to try to see the big five. What's the big five? So the big five are the five biggest creatures that you can see so they're there i don't exactly they're like lions so like leopards whale? no it's like lions leopards like the big the big oh, animals from africa, africa. Okay. so it's like lions leopards i think like cape buffalo wildebeest might i don't even, no, i don't think little oh elephant and maybe rhino so i will say i'm gonna add to this because i know joe Rody has done this one before and like he occasionally does the adventures by disney's where he goes on them and that's like a selling point is like you get to go do this and joe Rody's gonna be there so i'm gonna add to that if if they ever do another one where Joe Rody does the um, South Africa trip, I think that's the bucket list one. I mean, that would make it a lot cooler. Because then he could tell you about how all this stuff, how he used it to build Animal Kingdom. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, because that, that would be awesome having him. I think he's doing one in the like um, Arctic, I think. I think that's the one in 2024 he's doing where it's like an Arctic cruise or something. So do you think that when Joe Rody does that, like, do they, does he get to do the trip for free and get paid for it? Yes. And yes, he does the trip for free. He's not paying. It costs like twice as yeah, much money say, for the one with Joe Rody. Yeah. Joe- where yeah. he goes well the african one's like eleven thousand dollars so i don't know that you can do twice as much that i want to say i actually i lot. think when joe Rody did that i want to say it was like twenty thousand dollars when joe Rody. oh did. my gosh that's but you get to spend a week with joe Rody. finishing this up this one's gonna be you know right up there with the uh bird sanctuary tour for you that you also get a snakes and insect presentation all right i'm out well you have fun on your south africa trip i will find a different one that joe roadie's going on and i will have fun being best friends with joe roadie and you can go get attacked by snakes and birds and giant animals so that hey whatever it's a weird bucket list item it may actually get you to kick the bucket <laughs> that's that's Seeing true especially stuff. especially knowing what kind of animals they have or what kind of snakes they have yeah. over in uh south africa yeah i might i might tap out <laughs> on that one but you also get archery lessons so like local like archery lessons with their so i think that would be really cool because you're not going to be using it's not like you're using a compound bow like it would be yeah. it would be really fun i think to get to like spend time with the people and learn a little bit about like their culture what they do like so i think that it just all all around just sounds like a great trip for me that's beautiful angela you you want to spend time in nature learning about the world the environment seeing you know wonderful animals in their habitat <laughs> what are you what are you gonna say i want to go back in time and visit the adventurers club <laughs> wait this is not even real this isn't real who said the bucket list had to be real this is aspirational you can't for certain tell me that before i die time travel will not be invented and, and that's the, what you're going to use it for. I'm going to go back in time <laughs> to visit the Adventurers Club. 
because the Star Cruiser was so amazing and it was so immersive. And I've only heard great things about the Adventurers Club. And there were some people that um, are actors on the Star Cruiser that were in the Adventurers Club. So I want to go back in time and I want to visit that. So that's on my Disney bucket list. I'm going to use time travel to visit the Adventurers Club. I think it's a perfectly great use of time travel. Because here's the thing. You can't go back. You can't change the past. You got the whole paradox issue. So it's not like I can go back and try to like make myself, you know, a millionaire or something like that. Or like you can't, you can't change too much, but I can go and be a guest at the adventurers club. Like that's not going to screw anything up. So I'm going to go do that. Oh, oh my, well, actually, that's funny because it goes with my next one, which is crack open the multiverse and go to the the world in which the Star Cruiser never closed and we got, get to experience other storylines. Interesting that you say there you that. <laughs> or, 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 yeah, or they, they did it and they, um, yeah, they, they based it off a different timeline in Star Wars. Maybe a Vader on that one. Yeah, I lo- exactly. I love it. All right. So, <laughs> Dream big. There were no parameters on the bucket list. So that that's on my list was, was I mean, to be typically the bucket stuff. list isn't something like tame a dragon. I mean, I, I didn't say not. tame a dragon. I never, but that's like dragons saying, aren't real. Komodo dragons are okay. bearded dragons right, are maybe. All right. Maybe the adventures club comes back. Maybe Disney goes, Hey, we're going to bring the adventures club back and then I get to visit it. So on my list, I want to visit it. Okay. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Another fun thing I think would to do is to be in a Disney movie. <laughs> And I'll take any Disney movie, any property. It can be Marvel. It can be Star Wars. It can be Pixar. It can be Disney live action, Disney animation. And I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I need to be the lead. I know you're not going to be Kylo Ren. I'm not going to be Kylo Ren. I'm. I don't need to be the star of this movie. Can you be an extra? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Just I just want to be on set one day, and be in a movie okay. that I can point and go, there I am. That's me. Hey, maybe I have a little speaking part or something. That would be that would be a cherry on top. Yeah. But yeah, just just an extra, just well, something. I would love okay. to be in a Disney. All movie. right. So fun fact: this isn't that out of this one's not that out of the out of the. I have appeared in a movie the, before. Yeah. So um, fun fun fact: I don't know if we've ever said this on the podcast before, but we slash Joe really is in the Dark Knight Rises, and um, we were in the crowd shot and that was filmed in the uh, in Heinz Field. That was Heinz Field at the time. Yeah, the football stadium. Yeah. So if you're looking at the the stadium scene where Bane blows up the football stadium, they're singing the national anthem. And they pan the crowd. They pan the crowd. I am in it for a split second. If you can find me, send me a screenshot of it. I don't know. We'll congratulate you <laughs> and if you can not find me even though i'm standing directly next to yeah, joe in the scene meanwhile fun fact about that we were all wearing winter coats and it was like 90 some degrees that day so i st- we stood out there for like eight to ten hours uh, in extreme like hours. heat and and i didn't even make i was in the extras like in the yeah. in the extras for the movie like i they did show me but not in the movie but there was there was joe I, clear I'm as day it. Yeah, I mean, very. The, I am still mad about this, and this, that was like how many years ago? You, you can tell you're still mad about it, <laughs> but yeah, it's the uh, the magic of of movie there. Yeah, it was it was winter on film, and it was like 95 degrees in real life. But yeah, I would I would love to be on a movie set. I, I think that's really what it comes down to. I mean, even if I'm not in the movie, I would just love to like be on set and see what they're doing, like on a sound stage how they film those movies. Like when we went to Universal Studios Hollywood and we did the Backlot Tour, like that was awesome just going through yeah, that was really those cool. cities they have built. Like I would just love to see them just sit there and just watch them film something. 
And if I could be in it, just be an extra, that would be great as well. Kind of rounding out all of my trips that I would like to do with Disney, at least. Um, I would also love to do their Disney cruise to Alaska. So assuming that we really enjoy the Disney cruises, which I don't understand why we won't, I would love to do their cruise to Alaska because I think Alaska, again, seems like a very fun, seems like a cool wild cruise. Yeah, it seems place. like a cool cruise to do. And yeah. so... Um, Again, that, that that kind of adventure, that kind of like being on the frontier, seeing wild animals, maybe getting to encounter things like whales, um, bears. And you get to like, get, like, from a safe the, dif- yeah, distance. Yeah, you get to like, go through the glaciers, too. I mean, like, right. that just seems like... It would be a lot of fun. Yeah, a really cool really cool place to be and a, a unique perspective to kind of like be on the water, right. like going through that stuff, passing the nature. Yeah, so that's, that is, I think, kind of rounding out my Disney bucket list of things that are very accomplishable. I think a lot of mine are very accomplishable. I have two more, and I think they're pretty... I think they can be done. So one is to rent out a Disney park. <laughs> Again, this can be done, though. You need, like, Scrooge McDuck and Tony Stark kind of money to be able to do that. So, you're right. But, I mean, this is possible, though. Disney does this. I think the target would be Typhoon Lagoon. Because I think that would be your cheapest option. And they do this. I don't know if they're still doing this, but when we did the surfing experience a few years ago, they told us the the one instructor said he rented it out for his like wife's birthday. You can rent out the wave pool for like three or four hours after the park closes. You can get a DJ, you can do all that sort of stuff. And I think it's pretty reasonable. Now maybe all the I was gonna say, what is Disney reasonable? I don't think all the rides are working maybe at that point, but you get the you know, you get private access of the um, the wave pool, maybe the lazy river. So I think maybe that's my target, Typhoon Lagoon. But I want to rent out some part of a Disney park, the whole park, whatever, and just kind of have like a party or something. Like just, I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm not probably running out the Magic Kingdom, but maybe I can rent out like Adventureland or something or, or you know, a, a certain section of it. But I think that would be neat just to like be there after hours with like a group of friends just having fun in a Disney park because it's almost like I'm not supposed to be here. Like this is like, it's almost like taboo. Like I shouldn't be here. Like the park's not open. Like why are we just a hundred of us here or something like that? Like I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I mean, I feel like there is a way that you can make this work. Like if you could get a Facebook group of a hundred people that are all like, yes, this is what I want to do. You pull your money and say, okay, a hundred people like this cost split a hundred ways. I mean, we could do it. It's only $50,000 split a (laughs) hundred ways. (laughs) Who's in? Who's with me? We're doing this. So. All right, and then my last one is... And then there's just going to be a rash of bank robberies everywhere. Oh, my gosh. No, please do not rob a bank. We don't condone bank robberies. No, we do not. But I'm just saying that's the only way you can get that kind of money. All right, and then the last one is to set a Guinness World Record somehow connected to... At a Disney park, somehow connected to Disney. I don't know why. There's some part of me that just wants to be a Guinness World Record holder for some reason. There's a lot of records not that it really means anything to anybody because there's some silly records out there but i think it'd be really cool to 
set a Guinness World Record because I, I think it would be a fun challenge. I think it'd be fun to do, but I think it'd be fun to do it in connection with Disney. It's you know kind of a, a unique thing. I mean, you know, anybody can set a record, you know, cracking a hundred eggs with their head or something like that in a minute, but to do something anybody can do anybody that. can do that one. Um, but to do something re- like related to a Disney park or related to Disney, I think would be a lot of fun. And again, a cool challenge. I think it's just kind of like the challenge and the logistics of like planning it out. How are we going to do this? That sort of thing. Um, I, I think would be neat to do and definitely something that I think is doable. It obviously would take a lot of planning and kind of like insight and that sort of stuff and a lot of things to go right to make it work. But I definitely think this is something I can accomplish. Um, and definitely something I have on my bucket list. Yeah, I know you and I have talked about this one before about different records that we could try to break. And I do think that it is it is kind of like a fun little point of pride that you could have, but also just gives you an excuse to go to a Disney park and do something hopefully that you very much enjoy a lot or for a long time or whatever. So, yeah. And yeah. part of me is just kind of saying it because, you know, like you put it out in the universe Manifest and it, it happens. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff on my bucket list is just me manifesting. So like... I'm going to manifest this world record. I think I'm going to manifest a time machine for sure. I think that one's 100% getting manifested that we're going to go to the Adventurers Club one day. I mean, I that would be fun. 2055, would... we're, we're buying our ticket on the time machine to go to the Adventurers Club. Well, I think that it'll be really interesting because afterward, Joe's going to come back and he's going to have like a leg coming out of his forehead because time machine travel is going to be. You're coming with not... me. No, you're not going to come with me on this. You're not well, I'm going to make sure machine? that you don't come back with like a unicorn horn. Out I'm going to come back and be like, Angela, it was so amazing. I, your atoms are going to be so rearranged. You're not going to you're not going to be right after that. I don't know. It'll be worth it. <laughs> It'll totally be worth it. I don't it, know so. if that's how time travel works. Like, I guess, do they have to poof you? Do they have to poof I'm going to tell you a secret. Nobody knows how time travel works. Because if they did, we would have time travel. So nobody knows. So your guess is as good as everybody else's. So, But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Wor- worth the risk, I think, to see the Adventures Club in person. Uh, you know, for sure. A lot of people disagree with me on that one. It's not worth the risk to go see an Adventures Club. I mean, I'm but, not going to lie. If I was like 99 years old, if I'm... If I'm uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. If I'm like old, lose. do you remember that that one like sweet old uh, one old lady years ago that was like went viral? Um, f- her name was like Flossie Flossie Dicky or something, and she they were like, "Are you gonna Are you looking forward to your birthday party?" And she's like, "Not at all." <laughs> but if you're that age, you're like, "Yep, yep, that's fine. Time travel, it's fine. I'll be the guinea pig." And then that's a cool like. Can you imagine that in your obituary too? Died by time travel. That's, I'd have that. I would. That's put the that way to go. <gasps> Oh, put that and, on your they, and then they could put that on my tombstone at the haunted mansion. Now, if you die by time travel, and you died back in time. Like, could you, could your tombstone have your death year before your birth year? If you traveled back in time, like if you were born in 1990 and you traveled back to like 1900 and died there, would it say well, 1990 to 1900? It could really get confusing there. Everyone would think it was a, like a typo. Like they engraved it wrong. Yeah, but then you just put, put the numbers. They just put time traveler. So, all right. That wraps up the show for this week. I think we confused everybody with our talk about time travel, but I want to thank everybody again I for, myself. for listening uh, and sticking through with us. If you've not done so already, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really helps, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday, three years ago, five years ago. Who knows? We have time travel now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>